10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, boom. We are live. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. Episode 162 of the G Meeker MMA show. It is your host, Gabriel Hernandez. Welcome in. Like I said, this is the G Meeker MMA show. Episode 162. It is Sunday, October 28th, 2018. If you are asking why I am here on a Sunday, it's because I just couldn't fucking wait to be honest with you. If, if my weekends consist of mixed martial arts, so fucking be it. It's been so long. So much has happened. We're coming off one day shy of a fight night. There's so much to talk about. This whole trade with Demetrius Johnson and Ben Askren has been lingering in my mind. We finally get Ben Askren in the UFC. We finally get to imagine all those possible scenarios. The biggest disappointment that we didn't get to have was Ben Askren in the UFC. And now our dreams are put to rest. Now we have that. History is made. History is restored. We have the biggest mixed martial arts signing in all of combat sports now with Ben Askren in the UFC. So I, I couldn't fucking sleep. I couldn't, I couldn't go a day without thinking about this. More so, talk about it. So we are here on a Sunday morning because I want to be able to talk about this. This is history history in the books, and this is something that yeah, I couldn't go any longer without talking about. Original show air date would be on Tuesday, my choice, of course, but it's good to do it on Sunday, and that's why I'm doing it. So let's not waste any time. Let's not waste anything. we got a great show planned. Um, as you can hear by my voice, I'm still getting over the sick. What the fuck is that? It's, it's, it's about to be Monday tomorrow. It's Sunday, mind you. Monday tomorrow. So for those who didn't know, if you give a fuck about how sick I've been, I've been sick for two Mondays straight, so that marks two weeks. Monday, if I don't have this cough magically disappears by tomorrow, then I guess I'm going to be sick for three straight weeks, which is no biggie. I just know it's gotten significantly better. Had a lot of shit happening during that time. A lot of things going on. But, you know, like I said, the great God has given me a gift, and I'm feeling better. And so are we. We should be feeling better. We've got so much to talk about. So much fantastic things. So many exciting things that we get to talk about, and we're fortunate to be able to talk about. Not only on this podcast, but in general. This goes for all fight fans around the world. Definitely does. So, like I said, let us not waste any time and get right into this direct trade, this history, historic trade. I personally didn't know that it was going to happen this soon. I didn't know that it was going to be this way. I, I didn't. I never expected something like this. Demetrius Johnson did express interest in one FC in the past, and I'm just going to call it one FC. That's what I fucking. That's, I, I'm tired of calling it one championship, one FC, one championship. Who gives a fuck? You get what I mean. But for them to trade, literally, they trade, okay? You get Ben Askren, and one gets Demetrius Johnson. So no longer is Demetrius Johnson a part of the UFC. And it was a bit of a shock because it went so many different ways. This this historic news 
shot in so many different directions. I've seen it personally. I thought about it. Um, you know, it's it's great for Demetrius Johnson, and it is great for Ben Askren. I get too deep into it, but I think there's benefits to all sides of the party, and I can see it from many points of view. Obviously, people think about the rematch with Cejudo. You think about that. Um, you know, how you really didn't want to see Demetrius Johnson go out in such an awkward, uh, odd way. A weird way. At least we want to see a rematch before he left. But unfortunately, Demetrius Johnson leaves his UFC tenure as a former champion, which isn't a bad thing. Guarantee you this wouldn't have happened if Matty Moss hadn't lost. But you look at where he is now, history making. Is now he is now involved with one FC, but the biggest story of mixed martial arts today, no disrespect to Mighty Mouse, the biggest topic today in mixed martial arts is the arrival of one funky Ben fucking Astrid. Finally, we've been talking about this for quite some fucking time. Ben's been one of the best in other organizations and. For the longest time, we never knew how he would stack up with some of the best fighters in the world. Being one of the best fighters in the world, for fight fans, for a lot of critics out there who don't necessarily really think that Ben's the biggest deal, the biggest deal, and, and you know the big deal, one of the top tier fighters on the planet, you know, has some quality wins over some quality opponents over in the Bellator cage, some guys that are doing some big things right now, and you know, Douglas Lima and uh, Andre Koreshkov. Um, Jay Haran doesn't fight anymore, but you know, he's had some big wins. He's been undefeated. He's 18 to no. Um, and now he's in the big league. Now he gets a shot. Now he gets to prove every single one of those people wrong that doubted him as one of the best in the world. The question is, who's this fight going to be? We're going to talk about that. So, continuing on the list is potential opponents for Ben Askren. Thoughts on possible MMA trades in the future. This whole thing with Mighty Mouse, Ben Askren. Now I think a lot of fighters know what they could potentially have if they do trade. It's just, it's just going to, if they get traded. So, for example, what I meant by that is seeing the other fighters seeing that what happened with Ben Askren and Demetrius Johnson. They're going to audition for it. They're possibly going to look at a, a way they may be able to be traded. They want to be traded. I don't know how how frequent of a deal this thing will be. I don't know if this is just a one-off because you look at who we're getting. Obviously, it sucks to have Demetrius Johnson out of the UFC. I mean, it's the best organization in the world. No disrespect to the rest of the organizations, but UFC is the best organization in the world. Um, I don't know necessarily what the future would have been like for Demetrius Johnson. We did talk about it. Um, you know, obviously, he did what he needed to do in the flyweight division. He has fantastic performances. Um, unfortunately, uh, his UFC tenure comes to an end, both because his last fight was an unfortunate loss, and that's the last loss we remember him by. It, you know, it's kind of like a weird, weird feeling. It's not like he lost. I feel like he didn't lose because he gained so much more out of that loss. It was a close fight. Um, obviously, he's done it all. He's a first flyweight champion. Defended it on multiple occasions. He looked absolutely fantastic against all the best competition that was available to him at the time. Unfortunately, the super fight with TJ Dillashaw didn't happen. Um, but Demetrius Johnson leaves the UFC with high regards. 
because he is one of the top pound-for-pound fighters on the planet and arguably should be the champion in the next organization, which is one championship. I do believe this. He will go to another organization and collect another belt. On top of the Eddie Alvarez news last week, this just triumphs. Eddie talked about it on Ariel Hawani's MMA show that something big was coming to 1FC. He wasn't the big, next biggest signing in this whole thing happens. But go on over to the funky side of things. Ben Askren. We get Ben Askren in the UFC. So I think business-wise, this was a fair trade because we look at Ben Askren. The UFC needs Ben Askren. They haven't officially made the announcement. I know 1FC did, but UFC hasn't officially made the announcement. But as crazy as it sounds, Ben Askren is now a UFC fighter. Pretty crazy. It's pretty fucking crazy. And like I said, yesterday we had UFC Moncton, uh, Volkan versus Smith. Anthony Smith defeats Volkan Ozdemir by third round. Get ready. T, T, T. Ah, he tapped him out. TKO. You thought I was going to say TKO. Nope. He submits him. He stops him. He finishes Volkan Ozdemir in the third round, establishing himself as a legitimate number one contender. You know, one of the top contenders, if not. Does he hop over... Uh, Reyes, Dominic Reyes. Um, I have to say he does. Based off ranks, based off performance, based off what he's done, star star power wise within his last couple fights. Um, the Rashad fight, the Shogun fight on short notice. He gets Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith. Well, not he gets Anthony Smith. We're talking about Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith runs through Rashad, runs through Shogun, and you know has obviously has a, a, a tough couple rounds before doing what he needed to do and that was getting the fight to the mat and locking in his jiu-jitsu using his jiu-jitsu utilizing beautiful rear naked choke victory establishes himself as one of the top fighters in the division you know beating number two ranked volcan ozdemir so now that volcan lost um it's it's really interesting to see where Volkan goes. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. He, he he'll learn from this one. Obviously, he's been dealing with a lot, a broken nose, and you know being out of the fight with Augustuson, and you know unfortunately it was really uh, unfortunate news. And he he has been through a little rough patch, you know, being out for quite some time since the DC fight. Obviously, coming up on two losses now, so it's not it's not going to be an easy road for Volkan. Very interesting to see how he rebounds. Um. Anthony Smith, however, looked fantastic. So we should see, we shall see what happens to him next. Does he get the winner of Jones versus Gustafson? Does he fight Dominic Reyes for the number one contenders fight? What happens? Is it too soon? Do we push Anthony? Do we really want to see this happen? Uh, it all depends on what happens with DC. There's so much to consider. There's so much to think about. So it's really exciting. Uh, really, really exciting. So. What does this mean for both careers, for Ben Askren and Mighty Mouse? Final thing on the list. Um, you know, I'm going to talk about that as well, and I'm going to give you, I'm basically talk about it. You know, it, it's going to it's going to be more beneficial than anything, based off of where they are in their careers. If you think about it, Ben Askren's done it all in his career. He's undefeated. Essentially, he was retired. You know, obviously the UFC dream didn't come to fruition at the time, but now that it is, his career is put back on track. Mighty Mouse, however, has done it all. Fought in the WEC, looked good in the WEC, fought in the flyweight division, was undefeated in the flyweight division until he met Henry Cejudo. 
Henry Cejudo, obviously, he beat the first fight. Demetrius stopped him in the first fight, fought Henry in the second fight, close fight, split decision, injured himself. You know, very, very popular. Um, obviously, he's had some of the best fights in flyweight history. He's been one of the most dominant champions in flyweight, UFC flyweight history and a, a pioneer for a lighter weight class. So all respects to Demetrius Johnson. Obviously, he's the, like I said, he's done it all. He deserves to make the most money possible in his career. I mean, with what he's already done, he's more than accomplished everything that he could possibly do in the sport. He could have easily retired after that fight with Sudo. Easily could have. Ben Askren, like I said, has done it all in his career as well and looking to establish greatness to the final stage of his legacy, which is the UFC. Guarantee he doesn't fight anywhere else after that. But, um, yeah, so it's a it's this beneficial trade. There's benefits on both sides. So let's not waste any more time. Wow, was that a 12-minute breakdown of what our fucking lineup was going to be? Let's not waste any time. Like I said, let's stay in this historic trade and talk about it. You know, it's like I said, it's a very beneficial for both sides. Um, ben Askren, obviously, is one of the best in the world. To be honest with you, I, I've, I've, I've listened to a lot of his interviews. This Joe Rogan one I was actually working on. I heard it already, but you know, it's kind of funny, funny to go back and listen to it now because he is in the UFC. Um, and now we get to think about these potential fights because I'm on the train. By all means, I'm on the train. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what this guy could do. I'm not going to doubt, but I, I just have to be proven wrong because there's, there's me there's thousands of other people, hundreds of other people, however many people you want to name that just don't think Ben Askren is for real until they see him in the UFC fight. Because you put him against the likes of George St. Pierre and he beats him, by all means, you know, Ben Askren, I'm sorry for doubting you. I'm sorry for anything else that I've ever said about you. You've proved me wrong. That's what I want to be able to say. And... With that being said, we now we now get the opportunity because Ben Askren is in the UFC. Now he gets to potentially face Khabib. Maybe he could potentially face George St. Pierre. What other fights? Not fighting Tyrone Woodley, that's for sure. Um, you know, does Ben start as a contender? Does he win one fight and get a world title fight? No, I don't think so. I don't know what they're going to do because Tyrone Woodley's a champion. Ben's Ben's obviously the top of the heap when it comes to welterweights, some of the best welterweights in the world. Obviously, people come to the UFC looking to achieve greatness. And I feel that Ben is at one of those stages where he can, you know, have those fun fights. You know, he deserves those fun fights. That's the reason they signed this guy. You know, I don't know if, if Ben's just going to fight contenders and, you know, maybe work his way up to a GSP fight or something like that. Or what the hell they're going to do. I know Ben, if you look at it in the past couple of days, Ben has been throwing some shade at the like, entire fucking roster of the a welterweight division. Starting beef with Nate and Nick. Well, not starting beef, but sending tweets to Nate and Nick Diaz. Alan Juban. Mike Perry calling him out. Uh, who else? Um, Connor. Even called out Connor McGregor. Called out everybody, essentially. Very interesting to see how Ben does fare in the UFC. You know, 
He has been talked about as one of the best grapplers of all, of all time, one of the most ruthless grapplers, one of the guys comparable to Khabib that makes world-class fighters look amateurish because he just takes you down beats and beats the shit out of you, like Joe Rogan said, who was comparable, none other than Khabib Nurmagomedov. For a little bit of time, I forgot that Ben was a welterweight because I was thinking about how damn bad I want to see him fight Khabib. Both guys are undefeated. Uh, Habib's obviously 27-0. He's 27-0. You know how fucking hard that is to be undefeated? So having two undefeated stars face off against each other, that sells big business. Obviously, GSP's a big fight, too. He's been talking about it for quite some time. Uh, he feels that he can beat GSP. GSP, on the other hand, is only coming back for big fights that make sense or, or the title uh, title belt. I don't know how how um, much necessary. Would, would GSP rather go for the lightweight title or would he rather fight Ben Askren? We just really don't know what kind of fights George is looking to do. But if you're looking for fights to make, and uh, I think we'll do a huge, 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 huge amount of numbers on paper would be Ben versus uh, Khabib because the Russian fans, because Ben Ben's uh, because of Ben's fans worldwide in Singapore, his fans in America, it's just going to create a whole big, big scenario and a huge huge pay per view. It's a huge pay per view. It's a huge fight. Um, will it, will it blow some crazy numbers out? I, I, I don't give a fuck about the numbers right now. What I care about. Honestly, it's the fights, stylistically. And that's all that matters to me is the styles. Uh, I've never been one guy to really focus on uh, on numbers or anything like that. But I, I'm thinking logically with fights to make. I mean, a fight with GSP is exciting too. Or a fight with any of these welterweight contenders. But for right now, I really want to see Ben take on one of the contenders. I want to see. I I, I just want to see. I just want to fucking see. Because if... If he is the real deal, then my mouth will be shut. I'm not saying he's not. I just... I have to see. It, it, it's something that's in my nature. And I'm pretty sure it's in a lot of your natures too. I'm sure there's a lot of fight fans, a lot of people thinking out there that until I see Ben Askren fight in the UFC, then and only will I truly know if he's really the baddest motherfucker on the planet like he's claimed. That's just logic. If you're a mixed martial arts fan, that's all that that's all that really matters. Sorry, I was sending a text message. But yeah, like I said, it's very, very beneficial for both sides and it's really exciting because, you know, Ben is one of the best in the world. He has talked about this for quite some time. This was the biggest disappointment that didn't happen in the UFC, just as Fedor was, too. We didn't get Fedor in the UFC, but we are now getting Ben Askren. So it makes it for a very, 
fucking exciting um, 2018 or 19. I don't know if he's going to fucking fight in 2018. Uh, and it really makes for a very interesting next year. So on from Ben Askren on to Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius Johnson, like I said, just to highlight, was the, was the UFC flyweight champion, the first UFC flyweight champion, very dominant. Um, you know, every performance just was like he was in a fucking video game. It was absolutely spectacular. He's very quick on his feet, very good combos. He has he's good in all areas. Great wrestling, great jujitsu, great scrambles, great great kickboxing, great Muay Thai, great everything. He's good in all areas. One of the best in the world. Sad to see him leave. Like I said, leave the UFC on this kind of note. But you know what's all good for him and what's best for him and what gets him the most cash, what, what adds to his legacy, and um, what makes for the best for him in his career. Just as the same for Ben. Just as the same for Eddie Alvarez. Just as the same for any of these free agents that are looking to search agency and find where their worth is. Everybody that's a free agency that goes to no organization and signs for more money, that's that's the best thing for, for them. I, I recommend it. I, I'd want them to see that. You know, unfortunately, like I said, unfortunately, UFC is the highest, most well-known organization out there on average to fight fans, to celebrities, to people that don't even fucking watch the sport. And it's the worldwide leader in mixed martial arts. So it's kind of uh, the mainstay. But for people that have had legacies, for people that have done things, a lot of people are, uh, like that have done things in their career that have already been championship level material and all this other different stuff. Um it really is, you know, like I said, Bellator is doing big things, PFL, um, more so Bellator and everyone else. But, uh, you know, like I said, all these other organizations, 1FC will be in the conversations now. And um, a lot of everyone's doing a lot of big things. So, like, these free agents take huge advantage of this because you don't, you don't know how much you're worth and you don't know the possibilities that can come. I think this is historic. Like I said, I'm very excited for both these men. And we'll definitely be following both of their careers, no matter uh, what organizations they choose to fight in. And that's the best part about uh, having free agents in the sport. That's the best part about being a fight fan. You get to constantly expand your knowledge of MMA and follow your uh, favorite fighters throughout any organizations that they go to. All right. Moving on to yesterday, it's kind of crazy because we never talk about them like a day after, but I feel that, you know, these ones, you know, it wasn't the most highest absolute stacked card of the year, like if it was 232, like UFC 232, Jones, Gustafson, Amanda Cyborg, uh, by all means, it would take me a couple of days, you know, process it till Tuesday, the original date that I was going to air this, um, that, or that I was going to, that I was going to record, and, you know, it was a crazy, crazy night, for sure. New contender emerged. Anthony Smith proves to everyone that he is a legitimate top contender in the 205-pound division. I mean, now we've got some new blood. We've got some interesting fights at 205 pounds. Fighters, excuse me. You got Corey Anderson. You got Alita Latifi. You got uh, Dominic Reyes. You've got uh, now. Volkan Ozdemir, you got Anthony Smith now, and uh, another guy, I can't forget his name, Glover Teixeira, Jimmy Manoa as well, 
um, Tiago Santos if he chooses to join the 205-pound division. But, yeah, like I said, 205 pounds is slowly becoming a hotbed. It's coming hot. It's getting hot. With DC in the mix, John Jones back. John Jones gets some new competition. Hence, if he defeats Alexander Gustafson and chooses to stay at 205 pounds, this could get very interesting because there's a lot of fights for John now in the 205-pound division and gets John a chance to really establish how truly great he is. And that's one thing that I'm very excited for because not only do we got new blood in the 205-pound division, but this is the return of John. Take away the bullshit. Take away the drugs. Take away all of the other things that John has done. We are being gifted with one of the best fighters on the planet, if not the top pound-for-pound fighter on the planet in the form of John Jones. Like I said, he has the opportunity to put a belt on his weight yet again against the man who was the closest to beating him, in my opinion, in the form of, you know, I, I, like, you know, physically, you know, you look at both of those men after that fight. I mean, Vitor came close in the arm bar, but we're talking about stylistically, like, you know, had one judge had that, that fight scored a different way, we would, we didn't be talking to like, about this probably right now because Gustafson would probably have been the world champion. Probably would have been a fun fight to see back, uh, a, a, a rematch back then hence if that were to happen but that didn't happen john jones was successful we were getting the rematch and uh now like i said with anthony smith in the mix we get the opportunity to match make now i wrote it down i had posted it on my uh my instagram the, the show's instagram page at g meeker mma show on instagram for anybody that doesn't know We've been a lot more active on there, by the way. I gained a couple more followers, and we're really just trying to get the show out there. So I was thinking about this in the shower that I felt that we should grow the that account as well. You know, I've been growing my own personal account. Obviously, follow me on Instagram at G Meeker MMA. Um, but you know, I figure I'm gonna grow both accounts, and I'm gonna be, you know, pushing to get more listeners and get more feedback and get a lot more things on this podcast. So that's a little good side note. And I'm excited about that. Um, like I said, going back to Anthony Smith, um, a side of me wants to see one more fight. I think the UFC on Fox, the, 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 the crew, the desk crew on Fox and the post fight show did say something like that. You know, he looked good. He looked excellent. You know, it wasn't like a, a, a obviously it took him a couple rounds to get uh, aboard the ship and eventually get to the point where he's comfortable. But, you know, better late than never. Can he do that with every single fight moving up the ladder? I, do, I don't think so. I was going to say I do not think so. But, you know, every fight's a different fight, and you never know what can happen from fight to fight. So you're only as good as your last fight. That's what they all say. Um, yeah, I'd like to see him maybe fight Dominic Reyes in a main event or something. Add two young stars. Not two young stars. I don't really want to say Smith is young. Maybe Dominic Reyes versus Misha Surkinov or, or Reyes versus um, Jan Vaholich, who also was on a four-fight winning streak as well. So, you know, like I said, 205 is getting slowly but surely hot. It's going to come in a hotbed. Some young talent, some good young talent, some fresh faces in there. Um, definitely has been changing. It's really interesting. Can't wait. Um, I'm really, really curious to see where, where this goes. For sure. Um, so, if not the winner of Gustafson versus Jones, 
Um, I'd say maybe him versus Dominic Reyes. Or, I mean, I don't really want to say that put him against anybody that's, you know, fading. It looks like they're on the latter part of their career. Like a, no, unfortunately, like a Glover. Like a little Glover Teixeira. That, I mean, that would be a test for Anthony Smith. But I just don't know how beneficial of a fight that would be if Anthony Smith did beat him. Because Glover's on the more down end of his career versus being like one absolute killer like if he had ran through Alexander Gustafson. Because Anthony Smith was ready to fight Gustafson in L.A. Gustafson withdrew from that fight. That fight didn't happen, end up happening. So we never got to see that. But um, it's good to know where Anthony Smith is at. Like I said, congrats to him. Um, let's go on over to the corner of Volkan Ozdemir. Like I said, um, he went into that fight with Daniel Cormier. We obviously saw what happened. Um, now with this fight with Anthony Smith, um, it was it, it was a good fight. He looked good early on. You know those leg kicks he did effectively, used effectively. He hurt Smith with those. Um, you know, obviously the body shots were a big factor. And you know Volkan having huge power, like I said too, um, did have a stamina issue in a Cormier fight. Uh, and this fight looked to show it a little bit too. You know, Anthony Smith did get some really good, you know, some really easy takedowns it looked like on him too. And um, he was able to, you know, get to the point where he was able to lock in a beautiful rear naked choke. So that marks 0 and 2 in, in Volkan's last two fights, marking his first uh, losing streak in his entire career because the Cormier fight was the last fight he had. And that was actually essentially the first fight he lost in mixed martial arts competition. So now he has, he's 0-2. Um, where does he go from here? I think he's, I don't really want to see him take a break. Cause we just got done seeing him take a break. Um, styles wise, I think maybe a fight with Glover Teixeira makes sense since we talked about Glover, since they're both kind of, you know, not necessarily on, on the highest roads of their careers at the point. Not saying Volkan can't get back there, but I'm saying streak wise and losing streak wise and where they're currently at. You know, Volkan hits hard. Glover hits hard. Uh, both fighters have great chins. Both fighters aren't afraid to go after it. So I think uh, logically, that would be like a fight to make. Um, if not, maybe Noguera. No, not Noguera. I don't want to go that low for Volkan. But yeah, he was the number two contender. I don't know on Monday when the rank- rankings change how different it's going to be for him. But um, rankings-wise, but Anthony Smith should definitely move up. But um, yeah. For him, you know, like I said, this takes nothing away. He's, he, I feel that he's young in the sport still. I mean, like I said, he's one of the people that, um, like I said, he's he's part of the new generation of light heavyweights. So losing to a guy like Cormier, like Cormier, is is the best thing that could happen for your career. Because when Cormier is done in March, um, when John moves to heavyweight. Relinquishes the light heavyweight title, for example. Um, I think that Volkan will be one of those people that will be in the mix. And, you know, obviously, like I said, he hasn't lost before. Before the Cormier fight, he's undefeated. And, um, you know, like I said, uh, he, he's looked good. I mean, he, he's had some quality wins. He knocked out Jimmy Manoa. Starch Jimmy Man in seconds. So obviously he still has power. It's a conditioning thing. When you get the conditioning and you get the power, you get everything, the accuracy. 
everything, just, everything, when it all gets on a technical level, it's just so beautiful. So once Golkan gets the, the best cardio in the division or, or, or becomes one of the, uh, one of, you know, one of the, w w once he gets the stamina under control and everything on there, uh, everything else should, should follow through with it. What I mean by that is we've already seen him starch people. We know he has knockout power. You know, he's very pressurized. You know, he's always coming forward. He's, he's really pressure fighting. You know, I was kind of worried for DC when he fought him. Um, but you know, Volkan, like I said, I have high praise for Volkan. I really do enjoy watching him fight. I like the beard. I like the style. Very fun fight. Anthony Smith is, however, is on his way up. You know, it's kind of like a, a scenario where Smith is a Frankie Edgar and Yair Rodriguez is the uh, Volkan owes to me. Because if you look back at when Yair Rodriguez fought Frankie Edgar, um, he was this high, mighty prospect that everybody was excited for. Everybody was excited to watch him <coughs> run through and steamroll the division. I mean, the knockout over Andre Feely. Uh, the fun fight with Alex Caceres that went five rounds. It was a fucking crazy fight. Damn sure. Um, and, you know, he was touted as one of the top prospects, the next future champion. So when he faced adversity for the first time, he fought a guy named Frankie Edgar, who had been had miles in career and, 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 and many fights over Yair. He beat the fuck out of him. He beat the fuck out of him. It was unlikely any fight we'd ever seen of Yair's. This kind of reminds me of it a little bit. So we can kind of say the Yair fight for Frankie, with Frankie was Volkan's Anthony Smith fight or Volkan's DC fight. You know, it takes a little bit of time to get going, but like I said, Volkan has a bright career and he has a bright future. And um, I definitely do think that he, has, he, he is part of the next generation of light heavyweights. Like I said, he's still very young in the sport. I think he's like in his 30s. Still very young in the sport. But like I said, he should have a future. What else do we got? It's really nice to have you guys here. I missed you guys. It's good to have everybody in here. Like I said, for anybody that needs help, or like I said, if you don't know already, if you don't know, now you know, no. we are available on Spotify for streaming. Free streaming. You have the premium edition. Do I think you get to download it offline, or is or is that just the music? Also, we're available on Castbox.fm. You can download the app or visit the website. Either one, whichever one's most beneficial to you. My favorite one, iHeartRadio. That was the first one. Big platform that I discovered the podcast on. Jimmy Kimmel Show at iHeartRadio. The link is in my Instagram bio. If you haven't followed me on Instagram. By all means, you should be following me on Instagram because I am the fucking host of this podcast, motherfuckers, at MMA on Instagram. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen. What else we fucking got? We just blew up the podcast. There. How much minutes are we? We're in 35 minutes deep. We got to see if there's any more breaking news because there's some so much more shit to talk about. Oh, yeah. Michael Johnson defeats Artem Lobov by unanimous decision. I called that. I should have picked that. I should have bet that. You know, stylistically, I love Artem. I think Artem's a very exciting guy. He's always coming forward. He's a very pressurized guy. A very, very hard guy to fight, for sure. Very confusing guy. 
definitely feel that if you were to compete against him, it would be a very tough fight coming forward and stuff. You know, he possesses knockout power. Um, he's a very fun guy to watch. Like I said, his, his record obviously isn't the best, but like I said, he's just a fun guy that comes forward and he's not afraid to take every single one of the challenges that, that, that have come forward. So, you know, it was like 14, I think, 15, 13 and 15 and one or and one no contest or some shit like that. But who gives a fuck? He's an exciting guy. He's a fun guy. But like I said, Michael Johnson's not an easy customer. So, you know, like I said, it was a tough fight. I mean, it, it, it's as, as beautiful a performance for Michael Johnson as, as it can get. I like Michael Johnson. I enjoy watching him fight. It's either he's knocking you out or he's technically beating you on the feet. Has a win over Tony Ferguson. He's knocked out Dustin Poirier. Fought Khabib Nurmagomedov. Starched Gleason Tebow. That was one of the first times I've ever seen Gleason Tebow get, get uh, knocked out or stopped like that. Well, it's by the hands of Michael Johnson. I think he beat Ronnie Yaya too. Uh, man, but fucking Michael, Michael Johnson's a monster. He was more of a knockout. You don't really see him. It's weird. We don't really see him knock anyone out at 145. I mean, the fight with Andre Feely, the fight with uh, Darren Elkins, obviously he lost that one, uh, and the fight with uh, yesterday that happened with Artem. He's fighting some good guys at 145. I mean, Derek, Darren Elkins is on, like, on like a hot streak before his last fight. Um, Feely... You never know what version you're going to get of Feely, but that was a close fight. Andre, like I said, is another guy that comes forward, and it was very fun. That was a cool fight. Uh, unfortunately, a bad beef tend after, happened afterwards too with that fight. An Artem fight was a, you know, it was it, it was a fight that it needed. To, Michael won the way he needed to win, essentially, and you know, like I said, Michael was one of the best in the world, and. He has knockout power for days. So what am I, he's, you know, obviously he has a, 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 a few losses and stuff. I, you know, obviously up, the, up there with 13 losses. But a lot of these guys, uh, you can't judge them off the records. I don't know why I'm so, uh, like, I get so uncomfortable about the records. Like, you know, maybe like 37 wins, 15 losses, one draw. Just a 15. That's the part that gets me. I know a lot of these people are bred from different kinds of places, but... I, I just can't see that many losses happening to me. Like, if it comes down to me, like, fighting or competing, I'm not losing 15 times. Something's got to change. I'm going to do things right. And that's the thing. A lot of these guys are older. They're a lot more grizzled. The grizzled vets, grizzled veterans, some of the better, best fighters we've watched growing up as kids. But now we look at the generation that we're in, the new era. The new era, the new wave of technology. Not only the technology, but we also get the benefits of training. We get the benefits of stem cells. We get all this new surgery, all these physical therapists. We get all this. We're 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 available to all this new technology and all, everything that's around us, state of the art stuff, and it's given us a lot better uh, ways of training of paying attention to your health, of dieting, uh, nutrition. It's created a lot more uh, ways to take care of your nutrition. And, you know, like I said, with all this technology, the computers, you know, the, that fucking thing that keeps uh, track of your heart rate, the fucking Fitbits or whatever they're called. Um, it's all this new age technology, and we're the era of that. 
you know, obviously a lot of people do know, circling back to the old Michael Johnson thing, this is a fight game. It's a fight business. Fight promotion. You know, Andre Olaski has a lot of losses. I think he has 17 losses. Alice Strobe's up there with losses. Uh, Fedor actually has, doesn't have too many losses. Chael Sonnen is one of the rare exceptions. A lot of his fights were submissions or decisions or TKOs, not knockouts, but TKOs. And, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, they can lose and we'll still love them the same way, you know, because they always still bring it. They still look good. I mean, Jeremy Stevens is up there, too, with losses-wise, but, you know, he's looked fantastic. And, you know, he, he, um, you know, obviously he's been in the game for quite some time. A lot of these guys have fight been fighting, have been in the game for a while. And, uh, you know, sometimes people take fights they don't need to take. Sometimes there's a fight you shouldn't be taking. You shouldn't be. Why? Me, me, money's a big thing for a lot of these fighters. So, you know, maybe necessarily taking a certain fight you shouldn't have been taking. Maybe taking a certain fight while you're injured. Maybe not being motivated. Maybe having an off night. Maybe you slip on a fucking banana pill. But it's just a matter of what kind of state of mind you're in physically. Uh, hopefully you're in some of the best shape ever that you can possibly be in when this happens. If not, then like I said, that can happen. Sometimes we get shitty judges. Sometimes we're just in the fact that some of these people are some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. I mean, we got undefeated guys like Khabib, Ben Askren, um, Josie Aldo with a few losses, pretty brutal losses, but a few losses. Um, obviously, uh, like I said, we got guys like Ryan Bader and Bellator. He doesn't, doesn't have too many losses. He made five losses. But, you know, he's had more success than he has losses. Uh, I poked fun at Walt Harris earlier. Or yesterday or something. Walt, the big ticket Harris. At the big ticket 205 on Twitter. Looking to put, plug in his fucking uh, handle. But I was like, Fabrizio, I put, I, I commented because it said Walt Harris versus Andre Olowski was announced or something. So I, I tagged Fabrizio over Doom. Or I, I, I put Walt Harris. I tagged Walt Harris and I put Fabrizio over Doom. Never forget. Just for fun. It's weird though, because um, I don't know if you guys remember, but we were, he was supposed to fight for uh, Derek Lewis was supposed to fight Fabricio Verdum, I think, and he pulled out the back injury. Walt Harris steps up, Fabricio Verdum runs through Walt Harris in the first round and submits him, like the armbar or something like that. So it was kind of a, like a it was a funny uh, it was a funny little like jab, just having some fun. Or like I said, I respect all the athletes in the world. Anybody that has the courage to step in the cage, I have massive respect for you. So like I said, respect, respect to all those fighters for sure. Um, like I said, uh, like a, going all the way back to the money thing. Losses don't mean shit. Um, they're uncomfortable for me to see. The most losses, maybe like six losses. That's the most losses I'll take. Six losses. It can't be perfect. It's the world of mixed martial arts. Shit's fucking crazy. Fighting. I mean, when it comes to losses, like I said, I kind of have like a softer side when it comes to things. You know, like I'm not like getting knocked out 17 times. I'm not getting knocked out 10 times. I'm not getting knocked out 
eight times. You know, if they're decision fights and I'm not necessarily getting knocked out and and um you know, like I'm not getting I'm not losing like like super bad, I'm just getting ultimate brain trauma every fucking time, then I'm good. You know, I'll take ten losses if I'm having some serious wins, like some really good wins, you know. The the motivation obviously it has to be there. Um the you know, the training, how motivated you are for the training, keeping yourself up in the morning, wanting to get up and train, wanting to get out there, wanting to get after it. it, it it's a long mental process. That's the thing. So it takes a long time. You got to get used to it. You got to get adjusted to it. You got to want to do this. And, and that's the thing. That's that's the whole thing. It, it, there's so much more. You're going to have ups. You're going to have downs. You're going to have bad days in training. You're going to have days where maybe you get injured. You're going to have days where you can't come in. You're going to have days where you can't see your family. You're going to miss out on, on a party or something like that. But it, 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 it's, it's part of the game. That's the thing. So like I said, losses, you know, sometimes they aren't the best. They don't look the best on paper, but... If you look at a guy like Mark Hunt, for example, he's one of the first guys that I really kind of looked at when it comes to losses, but kind of let it put it to the side. Mitchell Sonnen, too, because they're such great fighters and they have great histories outside of the sport. Well, more so Mark Hunt, but Mark Hunt was one of those guys that was very successful in K1, and anytime Mark Hunt won, he would knock you out in impressive fashion. Anytime Mark Hunt won, he won, and it was impressive fashion. Look at him. Mark Hunt has win over number two ranked, arguably number one ranked Derek Lewis. How about that? So you can't look at that. I mean, if I'm Mark Hunt, I'm 13 and 13 and one. I don't give a fuck. I have a win over Derek Lewis. Look at what Derek Lewis is doing right now. Look how fantastic he looked with that come from behind knockout over Alexander Volkov. And and, and he's fighting DC. Potentially has a chance, the chance to become a world champion. Derek the Black Beast Lewis. Mark Hunt has a win over him. So you see the records. You can go back and look at Mark Hunt's record, and it has not mean. It doesn't mean shit. Let me answer this text message real quick. You can hear the beautiful wind in the background. Sorry, guys. I'm <laughs> responding to a text message. I'm never on here. And like I said, I want to go back real something real quick. I was, I was just texting a girlfriend this right now. Um, I've been sick for three weeks, essentially. Tomorrow will be three weeks. She, she, she's all concerned about me and stuff. I'm fine. I feel better than ever <laughs> before the beginning. If you talked to me a couple of weeks ago, yeah, I would have considered that. But I'm feeling better. I, I feel so much better. My sinuses are opening up. Um, obviously my voice does sound a little funny. Um, it's having a little bit of coughs here and there. I noticed when I pop the pipe in, I'm like coughing easier than I ever did. Some days I hit the weed and it's pretty good. And it, it, it's, it's like a smooth hit. You don't have any coughs towards the end, only like towards the end and stuff. But this time it's like, <coughs> speaking of <coughs> fucking coughs, I have a cough right there. And 
And yeah, like I said, usually when you have like a cough, for me, like going back to it, like if I were to get sick, I would be sick with like maybe five days, four days, arguably. Maybe like four days. Cough. Sneezing. I was sneezing. I was coughing. My throat hurt. I felt dry. My eyes felt, oh, not my eyes, my fucking nose felt dry. It was upsetting. I felt like it was half of myself. So, like I said, I'm thankful to feel a lot better. I do unnecessarily feel a lot better and and shit like that. (coughs) But three weeks is fucking long, dude. I don't know if it was my immune system. I'm scared shitless to go to the doctor, but thankfully nothing crazy happened to the point where I needed to. I mean, I was coughing on the side. My side on my right side was killing me. I don't know if my liver or if I need to relax in the party necessarily. I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. But my side was killing me too, so. I'm just taking in every moment. But also, for example, like, I'm the type that if I'm half sick, if I'm not just absolutely shitty and laying in bed and just absolutely can't move and I'm just dead ass sick, then by all means, that's that that that's perfectly fine for me. <coughs> but like, if I'm half sick, like I have a stuffy nose or some shit like that, or a, a sore throat, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna stop me. Part of the sickness I feel like was my fault because I kept keep taking my shirt off. I kept keeping my socks off, walking around the house with cold with cold feet, getting out of the shower, drying off. My hair's still a little bit wet. I don't know if it was like a if I had like hypothermia or some shit like that, but I was fucking sick for a while, so it was pretty crazy, man. But like I said, <coughs> I'm glad that I have feel, feeling a lot better. I feel a lot better. I mean. And, you know, can't can't complain. I mean, I'm usually, like, I usually never get sick. Maybe I've been lazy lately. Who knows? Nah, it's not that. I think it's just that time of the of, of the month, because, like I said, I know a couple, not the time of the month, what the fuck? Don't assume shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just that time of year, essentially. So that time of year, everybody's getting sick around here. Like, we're, we're, we're right around the corner from Halloween, like, literally, like, a few days out. Um, we got Thanksgiving and we got Christmas. And, you know, winter is the hottest in Christmas. Not literally. But um, what I mean by that is, like, it's coldest. It's more known for it being the coldest. And it's fucking cold in the morning, too. It's cold at night. Um... Here's a problem that I had during the time that I was really sick was the fact that I would keep the fan on. And the fan, the, the ceiling fan in my room, I always have it on. Everybody's probably listening to this like, oh, you're fucking dumb. No wonder you're sick for that long. If I told my girlfriend exactly why I've been sick for so long, I think her head would explode. She'd probably yell at me too. I mean, you look at it, it's like the ceiling fan's on. The fucking window's open. You're not wearing a shirt. You have no socks on. What do you expect? Of course it's going to be fucking, uh... Of course it's going to be fucking, uh, what is it called? Uh, yeah, I'm going to get sick longer. <coughs> it's an unfortunate thing. But, like, dude, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, I know what I was getting myself into. But the main thing is sometimes our body's got to get sick. But like I said, I feel better than ever. 
There's nothing that could triumph me. Uh, I feel good. I have some things coming up. Very excited. Um, I'm, I'm praying. I'm blessing. I'm praying for all these great blessings. Blessings, obviously. A couple of great blessings have happened in the last, uh, well, today, obviously. Something. I don't want to talk about it on air. It's something business, business-wise and very beneficial, very challenging, and very fun and very interesting. I can't wait for it. And also some personal things in my life, like I said, relationship stuff, really exciting things, really bubbly, really excited about those things. You know, like an average guy, like a normal guy. Obviously, a lot of great stuff coming up in the, the fight world as well. Um, interesting fights coming up. Uh, let's take a look at what's to come up after this one. Because, you know, this was the first fight night we had um, since the whole Connor thing at UFC 229. But we get a chance to see what else we got coming up now. So we got, we got obviously Volkov versus Smith out of the way. Now it's time to move on to the next one. I think if I'm not correct, UFC 230. Excuse me for a fit of coughing real quick. <coughs> I don't like coughing directly in the mic because I know some people may have their fucking microphones on and it fucking blows their ears out. Yeah, UFC live on pay-per-view. UFC 230. Um, Saturday, November 3rd, 2018. That's next week, I think. No? When is that? Let me look. Um, let me see. No, calculator. No. Let me look at the calendar. Let me just see this real quick. We're 53 minutes deep. I think I'm going to stop at an hour, just so you guys get an hour of the podcast, obviously. I want to make use of every single fucking thing. Um, let me look. Okay, so October and the fights win. When the fuck is this fight? It's crazy. Daniel Cormier has one loss. Technically, two, but one throughout his entire career. Um, yeah, from Madison Square Garden in New York. November 3rd. What's today? Okay, so we got one, two. It's fight week, essentially. Tomorrow's, tomorrow's the start of fight week. Monday. One, two, three, four, five. Five days. Five days. We're five days out. Um, it's an interesting fight. Um, I mean, we can get into it. I mean, we haven't really officially talked about UFC 230, and today's podcast didn't really talk about it. So we can kind of basically break it down if you want. Like I said, we only have like maybe 10 more minutes left of the podcast. But like, we'll jump right into it just for a little bit. Cormier versus Lewis on short notice. Derek Lewis gets a chance to. Seems like we just barely saw Derek Lewis fight. Because it was like the I was on the Connor thing. And that wasn't that long ago. The whole the UFC 229. Derek Lewis fought at UFC 229. And we're getting Derek Lewis back at UFC 230. Cormier fought, however, uh, earlier than that at UFC 224, I think. No? 223? When was that? When did he fight Stipe? I forgot. Mm. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Cormier fought a little bit before that. Um, Derek Lewis, like I said, has an opportunity. Like I said. Keep saying like I said, like I said, like I said, like I said. It's probably getting fucking annoying. I know. Um, And he has an opportunity. Um, stylistically, I just think it's a weird fight. I think Cormier outclasses him. Superiorly, Cormier has great wrestling. Cormier has 
knockout power. Not saying both of them don't have knockout power, but Cormier is very fast. Beautiful combos. Um, great wrestling, like I said. Great jujitsu. Cormier has the ability to finish you by knockout or TKO, bring you, drag you into deep waters, throw you in the air. And Cormier is a bad matchup for anybody that's not prepared for him. I mean, look what he did to Josh Barnett. We haven't necessarily seen Cormier use the wrestling more so, more so than it. Oh, obviously, I'm not going to say that. His last fight, his, his fight before his last with Volkan, he he stopped him on the ground with with ground and pound and stuff. But the Stipe fight, he slept Stipe on the feet. So it's 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 really interesting to see where Cormier goes and and, and how fantastic he looks as a heavyweight. Fact is, he's undefeated, fourteen and zero in a heavyweight, looking to make it fifteen and zero. Stylistically, makes for a very exciting and very you know interesting fight. Rumor has it. Brock Lesnar will be in the crowd for UFC 230, so we might get another Cormier versus Brock promo, and that could be the next and final fight for Cormier if he's really serious about not fighting John Jones. So, does Derek have a chance? Um, everybody has a chance, honestly. It just depends. Anything can happen. Will it happen? It's a very small, slim chance. I'm gonna do my fight picks. I will do that, and it makes makes for a very interesting night. So we're in fight week. Like I said, a lot of great fights. Um, you know, we might be back on Tuesday to, re- to really just break it down a lot more because I really do want to do two podcasts because I feel, like I said, we were, we were due to do one last week. I think we didn't do one last week, if, if I'm not mistaken. We were a little bit late, so I'm, I'm making up for it on a Sunday. I'd rather do that than anything. I feel good about it, and uh, here we are. So, like I said, that, that's going to be an exciting one. I can't wait for that. Like I said, um, anyways, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Talked about a lot. Phew! Excuse me. Talked about, obviously, the biggest trade in MMA um, to date. Ben Abs can finally join the UFC. All the great matchups we could potentially have with him. There, uh, Mighty Mouse, like I said, is great for his career. He's done it all, same as Ben Askren. Both guys are free to do whatever the fuck they want. I don't have their back 100%. Um, thoughts on, like I said, we talked about thoughts on MMA trades in the future. This may spark fighters' interest to possibly be on the, on the list to be traded at the next trade. Or this could spark interest being that a lot of fighters may want to go over to 1FC and see what they have cooking over there in Singapore. Very interesting to see how this whole thing transpires. We talked about light heavyweight division. Anthony Smith defeating Ocon Ozdemir, third round submission. Great contest, great performances. Um, Like I said, UFC 230 is coming up. And like I said, what this means for the career, nothing but greatness for both these guys. Both Ben and uh, Demetrius Johnson have done it all in their careers. And, you know, Ben, like I said, is, is on that last stretch of his career. He's looking to prove everybody wrong by becoming and establishing himself officially as one of the baddest men on the planet. So very exciting. And like I said, I can't wait to see what happens when it comes to uh, coming up fights and rumored and potential fights for one. Ben Askren. Like I said, appreciate you guys for joining us here. I say that word way too much. I apologize. I'll ease it up on the next program. Um, appreciate you guys for joining us here. If you're having trouble, like I said, this will be available for stream on iHeartRadio via Spotify, PodBay, PodBean, Player.fm, etc. All the major podcast providers. I appreciate you guys for joining us here. You can follow us on the G. 
Meeker MMA sh- at G Meeker MMA show, excuse me, on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at G Meeker MMA, the beautiful host of this wonderful podcast. We'll be back next week. We'll be back on Tuesday to talk about any other breaking news because apparently in, in the next couple of days, shit tends to happen. Like that Ben Askren thing happened. We were supposed to jump on that, but we didn't. But like I said, appreciate you guys for joining us. Follow me on Twitter at GMakerMMA on, uh, GMakerMMA on, on Twitter, GMakerMMA on Instagram, GMaker underscore MMA on Snapchat, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, I'm pushing the GMakerMMA show account far. So be sure to follow that. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to tell everybody you know about this. This is a great podcast. Great inform, great informative podcast. And I try to relate to each and every person out there. So I'm going to keep doing that. And like I said, one more time, appreciate you guys. G Meeker MMA, out, baby.